<laughs> well, all right. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is March 1st, 2023, Wednesday. Hope everyone's doing good out there and uh, having yourself a good week so far. Uh, we got a lot of ground to cover here uh, before we get rocking with some music. I'm going to talk about my latest uh, interview today on FM Rock Radio Station WQEE 99.1 in Atlanta, Georgia with my buddy Ryan O'Neill. Uh, we had a great talk about all the latest news in uh, heavy metal, uh, talking about uh, Vince Neil getting busted uh, lip singing and uh, all the craziness going on with the crew. Uh you know, the, the fakest band in, in rock and roll, right? You got Stephen Piercy saying that Nicky Six is not even playing his bass live. He's, he's playing with a backing track. I caught Tommy Lee, the drummer, playing with a backing track uh, late last year on the uh, stadium tour uh, here in North America. So the, the wheels have come off for Motley Crue uh, and their big comeback. I do want to say that uh, had a lot of interesting... Uh, uh, you know, discussion about this, all these different uh, crazy theories, conspiracy theories, you, you call them, uh, going around about this uh, fake alien invasion and uh, all this uh, crazy second coming of Christ and stuff. So that's stuff that we talked about as well. Uh, you can uh, hear a little bit of that. I'll play a snippet from the interview here during this podcast. And uh, it's, it's pretty pretty entertaining and 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 really out there a lot of it but uh hopefully you'll be able to uh, you know enjoy it and we've uh talked a little bit more about what's going on in in the heavy metal world of course uh marty friedman making his return to megadeth uh live performance uh he just did in uh japan with uh, megadeth uh first time in something like 22 years that Marty has uh, performed with Megadeth again, and so that's really killer. I watched the footage on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's killer. Um, we're going to play uh, also some uh, music from a band that's going to be uh, working with me here uh, in 2023, uh, starting here uh, this month, called Overlord out of Canada. And I'm real excited about it. I uh, want to give a shout-out to the uh, band's founder, uh, Bronco, and he is the... Uh, the uh, the basis and he's the uh, founding uh you know dude of the band and so we're gonna be doing some killer stuff together uh great music coming from the band uh when worlds collide is their uh, latest uh, studio effort we're gonna play some uh some music off of that for you here during the podcast along with some other killer heavy tunes i think you're gonna really dig it i'm looking forward to all the work that we do together uh uh, with uh, Overlord, and I think you all are going to really dig them. They've been around since, really, the, since the start of the 80s, but uh, the, uh, where, where they're at right now, I think, is, is real special, and I think you're going to really dig what they're doing, and we're going to have a lot of more exciting uh, stuff coming from them uh, here in the future. Okay, so uh, before we get rocking with some music, let's talk a little bit more about the latest uh, news stories you're going to find at TheMetalDen.com, and, you know, there's always the, the stories that uh, you'll find... Uh, What's going on with all this lip singing going on? You know, you've got, uh, I guess, Kiss's uh, Paul Stanley got busted for doing it. And so it's, it's something that you're going to start to really see a lot more of, uh, unfortunately. Um, but we've got Born of Osiris has announced an East Coast tour. 
Durhead has dropped the Death of Now single. You can also uh, check out, like I said, that uh, Marty Friedman Returns to Megadeth live performance. The uh, footage of that as they performed in Tokyo here just uh, recently, okay? All right, well, uh, before we do get rocking with some music, I uh, just want to uh, say thank you to all my supporters out there, everyone who's, you know, puts, you know, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, shares or, or puts out a tweet about what I'm doing or, or, or just sends me a message or retweets something that I put out about a band. Really appreciate it. It goes a long way. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a network out there of all these different uh, webzines and promoters and record labels and fans that, you know, that this is all, we're reaching all around the world with the Metal Den News. So it's, a real amazing thing to keep doing here. Uh, after 18 years, this is my uh, uh, reached 18 years last month. So it's a pretty amazing long ride to, to continue to uh, you know be uh, doing as well as I'm doing in, in the metal business. And really glad to see a lot of bands are starting to come around. And after this uh, pandemic, are starting to uh, get out and play again, and and are starting to make some moves and, and do some serious things. And we'll have more news coming out about Nynamia as well. Uh, that features uh, Megadeth's drummer, uh, Dirk Verburen. Uh, they've been uh, with TMB Promotions uh, on the Lethal roster now. And so we've got some more things coming about them. And so, you know, the Metal Den, we, it's all about promoting. I've always wanted to uh, follow Dimebag Daryl's uh, assertion that the best approach in heavy metal is to have 31 flavors, right? Not just one flavor, 31 flavors. And so the Metal Den gives you all the different types of, of metal that's out there. The thrash metal, the, the groove metal, death metal, uh, even black metal, the, the more extreme, dark uh, stuff you're going to find on the metal den that you don't find at any other site. And coming from the underground, the real underground, all around the world, you know, not just one region, not just, we're not just, a, a, I'm not just pushing a French black metal at the metal den, you know. So it's, it's, it's all about having the 31 flavors approach. So I'm real excited about all the bands we're bringing on here in 2023. You're going to be doing some big things, and I think you're going to really enjoy it, okay? All right, let's get rocking with some music.
Hey, brother, it's Randy. Hey, what's up, man? Not much. Drinking, oh, drinking some coffee. That's what I got. I got some coffee. I went and got me some at the local coffee shop across the way here this morning. Killer. Gotta have that coffee. You drink it black or do you put anything in it? <laughs> I, had, I had sugar and cream of mine. Yeah. That's cool. But uh, I'm not much of a coffee drinker. No. But I get it because I'm tired or exhausted or something. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much of a coffee drinker, but I've been drinking a lot of coffee lately. I might have stopped doing that because... Uh, too much sugar. Yeah, you put a bunch of sugar in there, huh? Yeah. Not a whole bunch, but I put it's too much sugar. At, if I drink it every day and have sugar in it, I'd yeah. either you know, I'd add up. I can't, eat, I can't eat my snacks later on at night. Yeah. I'm not much of a snacker, and I eat them like once a week or twice a week, or, or, or not once a week, but yeah, maybe once or twice a week I eat snacks. I got a whole set up. At, you know, I go buy all those desserts that everybody buys. And I'll, they last me. Sometimes I have to throw them away because they stale. That's how long they last me. Yeah. But I think I'm starting to feel the effects of all the sugar in this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll catch up to you. It'll wind you up for sure. Uh, and I, used, I tried a coffee black with just a little bit of sugar, but it's just, I got tired of coffee all the time. <laughs> yeah, it can, be, it can get harsh too, black. I had some fun with people this morning now. Oh, yeah? I've been doing uh, all the sports and news and everything, you know. Station has expanded to where almost, dude, when you tune into the station, you're going to hear somebody with, with my commercials on their shows through the afternoon because I'm sending them commercials to play during their shows. All the late at night, at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, you're going to hear shows on here that are, are, are sound like people are in the station. Uh-huh. And we started started picking up a lot of big audience. So, um, killer. I had to, I had to start. I you know I tell people I can't be Howard Stern anymore since we picked up that audience. And I never was, but you know it's my joke of I can't be dirty like him. But more than I had to pick on him, I had this news story. It was so funny because I'm from the south, and dust and pollen is normal. And then they had this. They had this, had this uh, news story about some dust being over in Maryland and West Virginia and everything, and the fire department tells us stay indoors, stay inside, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we got it here, too. We get it here, too. I, I had to make a joke about it. I said, look, I said, in the south, we got afraid of dust. <laughs> I said, we, uh, I said, look, we put a mask on. I said, I said, we don't have to be told to put a mask on. We put a mask on because some of us are... wash your car.
Yeah, you, you saw what's happened in California with that. I showed you that picture of Mammoth uh, Lakes. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that was... I got a buddy out there in California. Insane. Man, pray for him, too, man. Uh, him and his wife were good. I mean, you know, the guy, he's the one that let me in uh, play drums with Green Jello. Oh, okay. And Beetle and his wife are having some problems now. They had to move out of their place, move into another place, and she's, she's drinking a lot and partying heavy a lot, and... Uh, he put it on. He put a video last night, which was that afternoon there, about her. She took off the night before with his money, his keys, and stuff. And went and bought some alcohol and all this kind of stuff, and or his money, his cards, and everything. And he's trying to get her some help. He he was saying to the officers there that she just got out of a fifty-one fifty. She just got out of. And she needs a fifty-fifty. Wow. And she's just. And they were like, well, there's nothing we really can do about that. That was last week. And they said they let her out in the mental hospital. And he really wants her to go get some help. He don't really want to, you know, divorce her. Yeah. And I, under and I understand that. You know, you've been with somebody 20 years. Yeah. And Brenda's a cat. She was a cool cat. And, um, and I'll tell you, a lot. I was one of the only band members that he would let walk his wife around and, you know, watch and make sure that, you know, she was safe. Yeah. Because because some of the other guys would want to hit on her. Yeah. And, and, and my friends all know this about me. Because I used to, I was in a, in a cover band years ago when I was single. I had two friends in, in the same band uh, at two different separate times. Dude, I almost got in a fight with people hitting on their wives in the damn Exactly what you're, you're talking about. I deal with the same thing with my wife, and uh, well, dude, know. if I'm ever if I'm ever around you and your wife, and somebody's doing something like that, dude, she might get mad at me because I'm gonna say something. Yeah, no, I I, I would appreciate I appreciate a friend like that. I mean, uh, I've had I've had people dudes walk up straight up to to us at a table, and 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 try to hit on her right in front of me, you know, and just complete strangers. 
And uh, it's taken every bit of every bit of my patience and everything to not, you know, snap a mother, you know, in half. Same with well, it's it's like no. She's she mainly hangs out. She hangs out with Vinnie Paul's inner circle, and um, they're all really respectful cats. And you know, it's it's I've only experienced that with like strangers, you know. But uh, these uh, Vinnie uh, pa- Vinnie cool. Paul's that's inner circle, uh, you know, cat. Uh, these types of people right, and stuff. Right, right, right. They, you know, they've been knowing my wife for a long, long time, going back to the, you know, to the, to the beginning, and when she was just a teenager, you know, and so uh, there's a, there's just a lot of friendly respect there, and and that's a good thing, you know. All right, brother. Got one little spot, and then we're going home. All right. Really? <laughs> yeah, when they look at Randy, when you look at Randy, Rocky, Cody. Yeah, I. Pictures and stuff. Uh huh. Thank you there very much, Triple H. Yes, you are the man around here. So am I. 
we are going to welcome into the studio, ladies and gentlemen, his monthly appearance with us into the penitentiary. We're going to put him in lockdown with us this morning. He is the one, the only. We, he is the, let me get right back here, get this up here, pull this right back up. I, he is the biggest name in heavy metal, period. Not just journalism, but in heavy metal, period. He is the most uh, dangerous journalist in the business. He has two great online uh, ways to check out some of the best articles in the business. He's from the Metal Den Online. Please welcome my friend, the one, the only, the biggest name in heavy metal, period. We're going to just say biggest name in heavy metal. Randy Rocky Cody. What's up, Randy? Hey, brother. What's up? Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for being with me. I just changed it to the biggest thing in heavy metal. That's it. That's all we're going to say. Well, the, I tell you what, the the views online alone that I got in 2017 from uh, Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington uh, investigations are in the billions. Uh, I, I don't think that anybody can, Rob Halford or anybody can touch them numbers. So it's pretty much true, brother. It is. It is. And I I, I decided we're just going to call call like that and so just and, Besides journalism, just in heavy metal. Yeah, thank you, man. We, I, I'm kicking butt. I've been kicking butt for 18 years over at the MetalDen.com and uh, reaching, you know, over 100 countries worldwide. Uh, you know, going going as far as Pakistan with uh, with my news. Well, you know, and, because you are a you are a real fan of these bands. Whether you are talking, whether you're reporting on them, whether it's something negative or positive about them, you are an actual fan of these bands. You know a lot of you guys in these bands, and you're friends with them, so uh, that, that's what they expect from you. They expect you to tell the truth on them, and they know they know that you're going to say it, and they know you're a real fan, where a lot of these other journalists, maybe people just getting right out of school that wanted to get a job at, you know, a news network, and it's just beginning their writing career, so they're going out interviewing, and they're dressed up in their suits and ties. You show up with your with your metal shirt on, and they're like, man, that's a heavier sh- metal shirt on than than the band you're interviewing. You know? <laughs> so they know you're the real deal. Yeah, so. well, I've been, I've been going at this since uh, the same year that Motley Crue uh, came out in 81. I, I started my first band in Los Angeles called Slave Labor and uh, subsequently was thrown out of my own band for jumping off of the uh, guitar player's amplifier during band practice. Um, but yeah, so I've been, I've been around, I've, I've, I've been playing shows since I was 11 years old. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is that uh, once, once uh, after Dimebag passed away in 2004, I just got inspired to turn away from uh, the musical aspect of actually being in a band to launching my own own website and dedication to Dimebag Daryl and and really heavy metal in its purest form and, and not having, you know, other things that kind of get get mixed in there that aren't metal. You know, you get you get that happening with a lot of these websites to to sell uh, advertising and all that stuff, and they'll they'll bring in these, I want to say emo bands and stuff to to sell these metal magazines. And so what I want to do is I want to create something online that was you know similar, it looked like a heavy metal magazine from the '80s, but really threw it down in terms of the underground and promoted the bands out of the underground that that the other people don't talk about. And I'm talking worldwide, not just one section. You'll find out with websites. You know, they'll just focus on black metal in, in France, you know. Right. There, there's just so many different uh, metal bands out there, so many different genres out there and everything. And, and, and the pop 
real deal. And, and when you, when you, it doesn't surprise me. You tell me I had millions of views on this, millions of views on that, Ryan. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, dude, if you read his articles and you read your articles, you can tell it's being it's being wrote from a heavy metal fan's perspective. And even if you're telling me, even if Randy, you tell me, Ryan, you know, that night you played, dude, uh, you were great two nights ago in Los Angeles, but Las Vegas, you sucked. Well, we have to go, well, you know, Randy might have been right that night. You know, that's what I think some of these fans see whenever you say something. Yeah, I mean, I had I had a, a situation with Goat Horror, which I love Goat Horror. And I've promoted right. goat, goat Horror from, you know, uh, from the get-go when, when other people weren't really even talking about them. And, um, you know, they're black metal. And so, um, but, you know, with, with an American uh, appeal. And so I'd seen them live in, in, in Hollywood and they had a bad show and I reported that. You know, they had a bad show and and I'm, I'm the kind of guy I'm not going to pull punches if, if you're if you're if you're messing up and and uh, and, and I can see that I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to hide that. And so that's that's a part of, of what performance is, is, is all about. When you get up on that stage, you know, you need to accept responsibility for the fact that you're you've got people that paid money that came across town to come and see you. You know, what I mean, Let, let's go ahead and let's be responsible about it. And also, like you like said, I mean, and they, and, and most musicians, real musicians, have respect that and go, you know, you know, we had an off night that night. He, he reported on it, and and that's going to make us be more uh, attentive to what we need to do. And anybody who's just mad about a bad review, usually it's someone who doesn't make it in the business. Well, another thing people um, can tell with my work at TheMetalDen.com is I actually, I, I'm a producer, uh, engineer. Mm-hmm. I actually sing. I actually play bass. Play a little guitar. I uh, know how to program drums. Um, I have a, a family of, of Cody's, uh, all males yeah, that, that are they're all musicians here in Texas that uh, we, we jam together. And um, so, you know, and, uh, the thing of it is, I do remixes, uh, mashups. I, I I put my vocals on on songs. Take take vocals off of songs and put my vocals. So, and it's just it's just to mix things up and, and, and show people that, yeah, you know, that I can do this too and, and I can back it up, you know? Well, i tell you what, uh, since we're talking music, let's talk music here. Let's get the latest headline in the music world uh, as we always do the first of the month. And I've got Molly Crew playing in the background and that's what I want to talk about. It is the Meals on Wheels tour. I mean, uh, wait, sorry about that. Let's talk a little Motley Crew news. <laughs> okay, well, you know they've got uh, they've got these shows going on now that have started to uh, happen with the world tour, and yeah, yeah. they've kicked off here just this past month uh, in February uh, in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and there was a couple shows that went down there, and one one of the shows there's there's footage now online of Vince Neil, the vocalist, um, lip sync lip singing uh, to. Um, to one of their to one of their songs, walking away from the microphone and, and the vocals still still being there going on. So um, wow. that's posted. That's that's at themetalden.com to check out at Metal Addicts, uh, uh, Metal Wani, Metal Stuff. All sorts of other sites have now followed suit and, and posted the story. So it's starting to get pretty big out there. I followed that up with actually another story that dates back to 18 years when Motley Crue was uh, was found doing that very thing, uh, singing with backing track uh, at the uh, Spike Spike uh, TV Video Games Awards 18 years ago. And so 
this is something that's been it's it's something that's going on in the industry that people are starting to really recognize. Uh, you had Kisses, uh, I guess their tour manager, uh, whoever the hell he was, say that he's come out and say that yes, Paul Stanley is using, you know, he, he's he's lip syncing to to backing track, and so um, this this is starting to really come out now. You've got Stephen Piercy who's come out from from uh, Rat Fame, who's uh, said that Vicky Six's bass is 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 totally piped in through the PA uh, on backing track. And we and, and I caught last year. I caught uh, during the uh, tail end of the uh, the stadium tours North American run. I caught Tommy Lee doing the same thing, fake drumming and uh, playing with a backing track. And so, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's definitely a story that's that's growing. Uh, it's kind of funny because uh, if you remember, I I was and anybody follows me online, I was I was saying that that was probably the best thing at this point for them to do with Vince Neil. Is to have him have him do the Milli Vanilli route because, um, you know, he's just struggling. You know, he's 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 what, he's in his early sixties now. Um, he's he's not the same vocals he used to be. Uh, this is going to take a, a lot of toll on him. It's a lot more difficult uh, touring overseas than than touring in America, and um, and so I think that they had they really had no choice but to uh, to switch him over to to doing that. Uh, because it's just it's it's going to be brutal if they actually have him sing, you know. Well, I tell you what, my thoughts on that is let's just let Vince retire. Sixty years old, he needs to sit at home, he needs to order Uber apps for McDonald's or whatever. Let's sit at home and bring somebody in that can actually sing these songs. I think it's it's hard to control him. It's bad and bought. He's got the same mindset as Tommy Lee, so yeah, Nicky Six would have a problem with that. Exactly. And that's, that's the difference. You know, we're, we're trained, you know, to, by eye to see this stuff in here. And, uh, and, 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 and people who aren't, you know, musicians and don't have that background and that skill set are, are, are going to be completely, you know, uh, they're not going to recognize it. And so uh, they're going to be fine with it. And that's what they knew they, they can get away with. There's a lot of gray area when you're up on the stage and performing to, you know, 30,000 people, uh, a big venue. Uh, that you can get away with, and a lot, a lot of bands, uh, you know, you've got triggers that are used on the drums, and that's to create a punchier sound um, out out of the PA for the drummer. Uh, these are things, um, you know, that, that that are used by a lot of bands, and so uh, it's something that's going to continue, I think, to uh, to to be prevalent, and uh, people are going to have to either come to terms with uh, when they go see the show, or just don't buy a ticket. I just, I just, it's going to be hard for me. I'm not going to go to a first show, but i tell you who I do want to see, and I wish they would go to America with this, was Megadeth as Marty Freeman joined them back. Oh, in wow. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. That's a great one. Yeah, that's a great story. Uh, Marty Friedman uh, returned here. Um, they just uh, performed in Japan and, and, and brought Marty back out to perform with them for the first time, I believe, 22 years. And it was smoking, smoking. I mean, he lit it up, man. And I, that if you want to see a real musician get down, 
Go watch Marty Friedman with Megadeth. I mean, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. I thought that was a really cool move of Dave Mustaine. And uh, just to kind of give a nod to, to Marty and the, and the work that he put in, in, in Megadeth. I mean, truly one of the top uh, heavy metal guitar players of all time. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I watched the videos and everything. And I'm like, it'd be great if Marty could make a few more uh, appearances with Megadeth. And if they decide to do another tour or something. And speaking of Megadeth... You know their drummer pretty well. How's his secondary band going, Dirt Secondary Band going? Yeah, that's uh Nynamia band I've been doing promotions for. Um, they're they're going to have some more things going on here in 2023. Of course, last year I started working with them, and I'm working with uh, Chris, the bassist. I interviewed him. You can check out that interview on TheMetalDen.com, and uh, they're going to be officially releasing uh, some, some exciting you know announcements will be coming out here. Um They'll be releasing that uh, officially their their uh, their album, and so uh, it's it's going to be really cool. If you if you haven't heard the stuff that's going on, uh, you can check it out. I've got the YouTube um, post for the songs, uh, like Doctor Oppenheimer, and uh, fans are really really digging it, and it's it's really heavy stuff along the same you know thrash line of uh, Megadeth. Right, 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 and he's got a little bit of feel of his older band that he was in because he was in a kind of a depth yeah, I got one other band I'll be talking about uh, that I'm just bringing on to the um, Team D's Lethal Roster here, a band named Overlord out of Canada. And I give a uh, shout out to uh, the bassist Bronco. Uh, he's he's uh, the lead guy there that I'm working with. And they were a band that apparently had been around since, since uh, the, the beginning of the 80s as well. And they had attempted to come out to, um, uh, well, not to come out, but to, to become part of the industry, you know, and, and try to, to move on up. But they were told that they needed to move out to uh, Los Angeles, that nobody cared about a Canadian band. So he's kind of, he's been, uh, he's kind of had that uh, chip on his, his uh, shoulders uh, since, since, since that point. And so I'm really excited to, to bring him on board because, you know, the, the industry is different today. Uh, you don't have to, you know, be in one location to become successful. You know, back in the day in the 80s, when, when it exploded with heavy metal in America, definitely the Sunset Strip, the Los Angeles scene was was the place you had to be to, to, to make it happen. But now you've got labels and promoters and all of them all around the world and webzines like the Metal Den. And so that's, you know, that's what uh, I'm real proud of is I'll be bringing this band Overlord on and uh, they've got some killer music, new music that we'll be promoting. Yeah, 
Um, and, and we're going to take a break. And yeah, you know what's sad about that? You were talking about the Sunset Strip was the place. Now, that day, sadly, the Sunset Strip today, Randy, is more method than anything else. It's sad, sad, sad. I mean, uh, yeah, well, they closed down half. Uh, you know, I left uh, Los Angeles to come to Texas in 2007. Yeah. You know, I, I used to live literally, you know, three or four or five times a week. I'd be out at shows on the strip, going to the key right. club, going to the House of Blues and uh, the the Viper Room. And I mean, just regularly. And, and these clubs are all closed now. And, you know, and, and you, could, you could literally walk in and see... Uh, lady from uh, Motorhead playing his, uh, drinking his alcohol and playing his damn machine. Oh yeah, Rainbow. He well, he had an apartment right there off the strip, which was really cool. Oh, I mean, the yeah, the Rainbow. Yeah, yeah the Rain. I met Lars Ulrich there one night um, during the Black Album. I'd been drinking for three hours at a table with a buddy and a couple blondes, and I get a, a, a tap on my shoulder. I just paid like a three hundred dollar tab, and uh, right. you know, so everything was cool and. But they, they tapped me on the shoulder, and that, apparently that was Lars's booth and the, these these red booths that are in there. And so I believe he was with Bob Rock and some other people. But, um, hey, I, relinqu- I relinquished I relinquished the, uh, the, the throne at, at that time to uh, Mr. Ulrich because uh, nothing but, you know, respect for what that band had, had, done, had done in the early days uh, and up to that point. I mean, whether you like that album, the Black Album or not, or uh, the stuff they did after it, I mean, that's one of the biggest albums in music history. I did. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like anything they did. I still approve of them doing today. But yeah, they got that goal. I remember that. And then, uh, short, as we get ready to go in, a short uh, synopsis of what I did, I got to meet Libby. Didn't take a picture with him or anything because he didn't, when he was there at the Rainbow, he was not, he was Lemmy the regular guy. Yeah. He didn't want to be Lemmy and promote her head. Yeah, no, he didn't want any of that. No, that was what it was all about. It was like, that's like a second home to him. And uh, he, he really did love it there. And uh, it's, a, it's a really cool story. Uh, Lemmy, you know, just living right off, you know, in a small apartment there uh, with all his stuff crammed into that apartment. And he just, he loved going to that Rainbow. Definitely. sounded good even dave sounded good yeah. you know i mean then that's uh you know those those are those are hard songs to perform man you know if you've ever tried to cover megadeth megadeth is not is not easy to play you know they got that one song trust which you would think is like an easy song um you know it's it's not 
You know, it's like when I went to go, I, I learned to play it and my brother and I, we, we would jam it. And uh, but it's just one of those things. It's, it got a lot of nuance to it. And and uh, the only problems I've had is the brief stuff when the guy from Lamb of God took over and recorded that album. And Dirt, Dirt's got a different style of double bass. And that's the only two. I, and I was like, and in my mind, I started thinking, I said, nobody's going to replace him. If he leaves the band, it's going to be hard for them to replace. They just would not do the stuff that he's done. They just would not play the songs he recorded. They couldn't because I don't know of anybody else out there that can play the way he does. Well, it's the same exact thing with Mick Mars. You know, you, yeah. you mentioned about John Five, and John Five is extremely talented. But, you yeah, know, I'm Mick Mars... Yeah, Mick Mars is just, you know, he's, he's, he's the dude who wrote the riffs. And... And, and, and the way that he played them um, was just there's there's just a certain style to it that that, that only he had. And, and and as good as John Five is, you know, like you said, there's 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 some areas where you can see he's just he's not Mick Mars, you know.